0: But we're also social creatures who need that level of connection in our lives. And while physicians do by and large deal with people in their day-to-day life, that's not the same as maintaining your personal connections. And the busier they become, then the more isolated they become. And the longer you feel like you're trying to shoulder everything all by yourself, the harder and harder that's going to get.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. I'm your host, John McElligot. The Arizona Physician Podcast is brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. And today our guest is Ms. Dominique Perkins, author of the article, What Physicians Think Are the Obstacles to Work-Life Balance Insurmountable? Dominique, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Now, uh, you are now a part-time writer and editor for Arizona Physician, and you've been involved with the magazine since it started. Thank you for writing this article that was in the winter 2020 issue of Arizona Physician. In that article, you wrote that, quote, with physician burnout being touted as a public health crisis demanding urgent action, the quest for a balance between work and personal life in the healthcare arena takes on a much greater sense of urgency, end quote. So w- let's start by describing the difference between stress and burnout.
0: I'm really glad that you asked that question, John. Um, in the research that I did for the article, I found that The definition of burnout versus stress has to do with your recovery time. Okay. Everybody experiences stress at times in their life. And most of us will experience stress in our jobs at one time or another, perhaps in fact, all of the time. You can have a high stress job without being burned out. And the difference comes in when you are no longer able to recover in the time that you usually have allotted for that. So... And there's your, good
1: stress and there's bad stress. There's
0: good stress, there's bad stress because, of course, a high-stress job can also be a high-energy job. And right. there's a reason that so many physicians choose this profession and that they find it fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you can no longer feel like you have recovered from your stressful week during your normal downtime of evenings with your family or weekends to reset your brain and take a little bit of time off that is really when burnout starts to set in it's when you you've lost that that elasticity that recovery time that ability to to bounce back mm-hmm. um, sometimes i actually hate the word the phrase bounce back i feel like it makes it sound like we yeah. should all be rubber balls like right. i don't bounce from anything but recover you are supposed to come into a monday even if you're dreading your monday you're all you're still supposed to come in saying yet yeah, but i'm yeah, this is a new week. I can do this now. Let's try again instead of I can't do anything anymore because nothing ever stops.
1: We call it case of the Mondays, right? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. And people, most Americans don't look forward to their jobs. There's some studies mm-hmm. about that. But if you're caring for patients, that's a certainly a higher calling.
0: Definitely. There's a different
1: level of stress, different mm-hmm. type of stress that you're dealing with. Because patients don't normally see physicians when they're healthy. So exactly they come so. when, they, when they're a, in need of something. And so in
0: addition to the time that is spent in the office, on their feet, and in paperwork, and doing these things, there's also the emotional drain of the fact that they are dealing with people quite often when we're at our worst. As you said, we don't go to the doctor usually when we're well. Um, I mean, in a wellness checkup is, is a very different kind of thing. But generally speaking, physicians deal with people when they are sick, when they are hurt in pain, when they're scared and stressed and angry and confused. And this doesn't always bring out the best in us. And so, yeah, they, and you want and, the
1: physician to be empathetic and mm-hmm, that takes absolutely. some emotional
0: And then you burden. also project the responsibility, um, rightly or wrongly because they are the healthcare provider. There's the perception that fixing your pain, your sickness, your stress, your fear, your anger is their job, and that's a very high pressure environment psychologically.
1: How big of an issue is it, and what's at stake for physicians?
0: It is. It's become a much bigger issue. In a study released by Harvard um, and conducted by Harvard, it was actually classified. They actually classified physician burnout as a public health crisis. So this isn't just something that is affecting the average physician, the odd physician here or there, or even just a majority, but in fact, a great many of them. And where that spills over to being a public health crisis and not just a problem for physicians, you might ask because, I mean, obviously this is a problem for physicians who are experiencing it, but why would that be a public health crisis? And that, of course, is because we all depend on physicians. To take care of us, to to make us well, to make us better, to keep us healthy, and if they and that to that extent are experiencing burnout and no longer able to do their jobs well, successfully, um, happily, etc., then we are going to experience an immediate crisis in the healthcare arena.
1: So it would have an impact on their performance as physicians and therefore mm-hmm. potential. You know, decrease the quality of what care is delivered to the patients.
0: Definitely. It can de- okay. it can decrease the quality of care um, given to patients, but can also, because of the way that it can decrease the physician's ability to perform their job, they can burn out entirely and drop out of, profession, of the profession. Oh, and then yeah. you won't have that physician performing that duty anymore. Right. And so whether that leaves you with a physician shortage or with
1: with a greater shortage, because we already have one now. True, with a okay. greater,
0: a more significant shortage, because we are already experiencing one.
1: So let's get to the survey um, that the Maricopa County Medical Society had conducted with physicians in the Phoenix Valley. What were the major findings?
0: When we conducted this survey, we really wanted to know what physicians thought of this concept. Sometimes these words become cliches a lot of the time and um, overused in in areas that that they shouldn't be. And we really wanted to get a sense for what our physicians here in Arizona, in Maricopa County, thought about this problem. Did they think it was a problem at all? Did they think that this word was overused? What were they suffering and what did they think it was going to take to fix it? Definitely Definitely saw the overwhelming response that this is in fact an issue for a lot of them, whether they think that they are winning the fight, so to speak, or losing a battle every single day. All of them acknowledge that given the high stress nature of their jobs and the increasing demands placed on them, that it gets harder and harder for them to balance their lives.
1: And when it comes to finding balance, did the survey results show any difference between specialties, for example?
0: There was some difference between specialties. Um, I will say that one of our respondents hit the nail on the head a little bit with calling it, um, it could be a case of the grasses seems greener on the other side. Right. And sometimes it was easy to speculate that someone else's specialty would be easier than your own for finding balance. But of course, there was a general consensus that specialties that allow for more normal, Work hours more average eight to five office type things and not a lot of emergency on call nights weekends etc. That that gave a certain advantage to finding balance because you could schedule your time a little bit more efficiently. It was also generally agreed upon that those specialties that usually tended to have their patients pay directly out of pocket, such as cosmetic procedures in dermatology or plastic surgery or specialties of that nature was also going to save a little bit of time and effort on the behalf of the physician because they weren't going to have to constantly battle for every single penny that they could extract from the insurance companies since insurance companies tend to put off those payments as much as possible. And so then physicians who are suffering under this model, as as are we all, um, in addition to having to put forth the long hours at the beginning and emotional tax of caring for the patients, then have to go to the battlefield to try to get the money that they are owed.
1: Yeah, so I hear you saying that there's a, a huge tie to circadian rhythm in that we all wake up typically around sunrise, mm-hmm. go to bed after dinner, sunset, and if you have a family, you're gonna have dinner with them. Hopefully, you're gonna go out and see a kids' ball game or play or something with your family, or go out with your friends. That you know the, the support network that you have, much like a, a blue collar job where you you may be working the third shift or the graveyard shift. That's gonna be different level of stress and it throws you off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a completely different cycle. If you're police or if you're fire or if Definitely. you're a physician working in hospital in the mm-hmm. ER.
0: And it's definitely something that builds over time, that disruption of our circadian rhythm. Um, For the first short while that you're doing that, while of course it is different and it is disruptive, once again, it's that recovery time. You can still, you can readjust and you can feel like you've gained some semblance of normality to your schedule for a time. But the longer that you do it, the longer that you've put that typical or common schedule off, then I feel like the more that your body suffers from it.
1: Folks, you've been listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast with our guest, Dominique Perkins. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other survey responses conducted by the Maricopa County Medical Society and what information went into the article that she published for the winter 2020 issue of Arizona Physician. We'll be right back. The Arizona Physician Podcast is brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. I'm your uh-huh. host, John McEllegate, and our guest today, uh-huh. Dominique Perkins. Dominique, could you go into some more detail about your article? You had noted, for example, that 50% of respondents say they spent six hours or less in recreation or family time. Yes. We know that everyone you know, needs some release, as you talked uh-huh. about earlier, or some outlet from this daily grind, and certainly healthy to spend time with family and friends and you know, I certainly have a lot of loud New Yorkers in my family. So I, I get it. Um, we need a break from folks. What would you say are the implications of spending such a little time in recreation and family time?
0: We're going to start to see a lot of those ramifications because, in addition to, as you mentioned, like we do need that time to wind down, we do need that time to center ourselves. But we're also social creatures who need that level of connection in our lives. And while physicians do by and large deal with people in their day-to-day life, that's not the same as maintaining your personal connections. And the busier they become, then the more isolated they become. And the longer you feel like you're trying to shoulder everything all by yourself, the harder and harder that's going to get. Yeah. So spending that time with whoever it is in their lives, be that family, spouse, kids, parents, sisters, brothers, you know, I mean, we, we all have people, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, we need people in our lives that make us feel like we're not doing this all by ourselves. And that allow us to take ourselves out of this circle over here, this work circle, this, this high stress, high pressure, fast paced environment, and come over here and connect
1: a, connect, human connection. a
0: human connection, a human connection, an emotional connection, a psychological connection that has an actual physical re- reaction to in our brains, um, and is part of what keeps us healthy, part of what keeps us happy, and part of what keeps us resilient.
1: Right. Or go go out, you know, a natural connection. Go out for a hike, Definitely. get out and, and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. reset somewhere.
0: Well, and then you bring up an excellent point too, because then in a, this is part of the problem that I think that you start to look at with burnout and then specifically with physician burnout. So here we have with this high percentage of physicians who said that they only spent six hours or less in their recreation time. Now that time has to be split to meet all of those needs because you need to eat well not just eat, grabbing your lunch in between your patients, et cetera. You you need to sit and you need to to nourish your body. You need to nourish your soul and you need to nourish your brain. You need to have those human connections with people that are in your life. And you also need to exercise and move and experience things and get sunlight and fresh air. I mean, you know, we, what's that? Tumblr joke we're all basically house plans with anxiety like we you know we have needs and yeah. the less time you give yourself to fill them obviously that's going to be a problem.
1: that's right for physicians who expressed having a balance between work and personal life, how do they accomplish it?
0: none of the, none of them said that it was easy. The people that responded to our survey and said that they felt like they were managing it or at least mostly managing it reiterated that while it was very difficult that they just had to be they'd be firm. They had to be determined to find that time um, and not to find it as if it was just going to be laying around, but to make it, to schedule it. That was the biggest response that I saw in people who felt like this was the strategy that would enabled you to do the things that you needed to do, that you needed to be, you needed to schedule that time that you needed for your connection, for your rest, for your recreation, for your for your rehabilitation, so to speak. And that then you needed to guard those appointments as selfishly, as jealously, and as fiercely as you would guard a vital business appointment. They needed to take a very serious priority. And then, of course, they all came back to what we were just talking about, which was to take care of the basic needs of your body. There was no way that you were going to find balance in your life if you were not also trying to get some sleep and trying to eat something good for you every day, and make some of those human connections.
1: You'd written that uh, 57% of respondents believe that balance is an achievable goal. So we'd like to have that higher, but 57 Definitely. still a majority, right? It's positive. Um, does that mean that 43% think that the balance is either impossible or maybe possible, or, or given some changes, they could improve that and increase the number?
0: Yes. So we had, I tried to sort of split it up because we had, we had, a clear amount of yeses, clear amount of nos, and then we had a slightly ambiguous maybe category. And amid that maybe category, I kind of sorted them into maybe hopeful yes and maybe not going to happen unless everything changes no um, for that for that percentage. So, yes, it was definitely fair to say that the remaining percentage of our respondents said that they didn't think that it was something that they could do, um, not without significant structural changes to the way that we administer and deliver healthcare.
1: Okay. So, uh, Dominique, last question for you today. Which workplace changes, things that may be within the power of individual physicians listening or groups of physicians, should be made to assist these physicians in achieving this balance between work and personal lives? What, what can they do um, that's within their power, you know, and what recommendations would you have based on the survey results?
0: Based on the survey results, I find that to be really quite a difficult question, um, because most of the, most of the responses that I got about what would need to change, they reiterated that they felt like these were not things that were under their control. In fact, I would say that that's the major difference between our yeses and hopeful maybes and and our no's and our the more negative answers. The ones that felt like it was achievable felt like they had control over it. And if they if they did this, if they rescheduled that, if they carefully planned for these things um, or implemented time saving devices or such things, then then perhaps they could do this. And the ones that said that it wasn't possible said no unless you completely revamp this to require less administrative tasks, to require less paperwork, to make it so that they didn't have to stare at their computer screen instead of at their patient, then it was hopeless.
1: So maybe we can work on the physicians listening to this, work on individually some things that are within your power to make this human connection, to go out to nature, somehow find time to have resilience and to build that or, or lean on some colleagues who may have some tips for you. I think there's some resources that the Maricopa County Medical Society could push out to member physicians so Definitely. they're aware of them. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's also calling for the Medical Society to partner with other organizations in a coalition to mm-hmm. get some of these deeper issues that are the underlying or upstream solutions for preventing burnout.
0: Definitely, um, John. And I think that, I think that by releasing this article and and in fact this entire issue of Arizona Physician Magazine that dealt with work life balance in physicians and with burnout. Um, and then conversations like we're having right now on our on this podcast and with our physician members and our physician listeners, we're I think we're taking one of the first steps that we can, which is we need to start talking about this. And not just talking about it in a big loud, making the public aware, but we need to talk amongst each other. I think that Um, physicians need to start to get together and discuss ideas and and feel like they can support one another and know that they're not alone in the things that they are facing and that perhaps through those conversations then in places where we felt like there was no control over the circumstances that were causing these stress maybe maybe together we can find some better solutions maybe together we can find some of that control or take back some of that control But I don't think any one physician is going to be able to do this by themselves.
1: Well, that's a great point. And uh, I think that's a role that the Maricopa County Medical Society can, can help to play as we've done since 1892. Dominique Perkins, thank you very much for being on the Arizona Physician Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.